jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Well, this week... You know last week where I said I have no upfront business. I've just been staring at a wall. <laughs> Your upfront business just fell off. It, yeah, there's just a blank space where my upfront business used to be. <laughs> this week, I would say I'm not feeling so Raven. <laughs> but I guess moderately Raven. Where on the Raven meter are yeah. you? <laughs> From no raven to so raven, where do you fall? <laughs> when I worked in the mall at Bath and Body Works, we had the mood elevator. And the managers would ask you, where are you at on the mood elevator today? Oh my god. And I'm like, I'm on a, fuck you, I'm not touching the candles, Barbara. El- mood. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at on the mood elevator. <laughs> But I love this That's So Raven mood elevator. Yeah, right? You could market that. I should. Mm-hmm. She'll probably be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, she's a big homo, you know that? She is, but isn't she, doesn't she like say awful things every now and then or like just incredibly yeah, uninformed course. things? Of course. <laughs> she's like, Still, ah. she married a woman though, so it's okay. That's true. As a lesbian and a flat earther, I believe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I realized last week I I blamed the post-election uh, malaise uneasiness for my feelings. I think I figured out what it actually was, though. Oh, I think it's not the election. I think I'm living now in a post-Nexium content world. Oh, because this th- they're all done. Because, yeah, for like three months straight every week. I had I had a new shot. I had that serotonin, endorphins, <laughs> cocaine, whatever you want to call it. Every week I got that. And now it's over, and what do I have? I have nothing. So I just put on music and I stare at the wall. <laughs> just a single Nexium tear. Yeah. <laughs> rolls down your cheek. It sizzles and, <laughs> and forms the initials AM on my cheek. Ma'am, do, do you have xenomorph tears? <laughs> so until the rest of them are sentenced, I think uh, it's going to take me a little while to to feel like I have a uh, purpose again. Because the trial's over, right? The key trial, your, yeah. He's been sentenced. Now we he's just have to sentenced. wait for everybody else. Right. And then the vow's over, which nobody liked the vow anyway. But the vow's over. over. Seduced is over. Seduced. So, have you seen the on Hulu, Stacey? There's a Gretchen Carlson special. Special. You know, I almost put that on the other day, and then I was like, I'm sorry, unless it's Nicole Kidman as Gretchen Carlson, <laughs> I don't think I can do this. I think that's why I jumped for it. It's in my queue, but I think that's why I jumped for it because I convinced myself that Gretchen Carlson and Nicole Kidman are the same person. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I know this isn't a Fox News special, but, and I realize, like, she's not going to get any money from me watching it or something, but I just find everything Fox News so repellent. Mm -hmm. That said, I did watch Catherine Oxenberg on the Megyn Kelly show, so. So, So, am I a hypocrite? Yes. Megyn Kelly's even more evil than She sure is. as As the hit film Bombshell taught me. I know. I'm not a feminist. <laughs> not a feminist. <laughs> you know what? No. I'm not going to say it. What? You remember when we went out to eat. <laughs> You're not going to say that, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But leave that in just as a little... <laughs> That can be your rosebud for <laughs> intrepid <laughs> journalist in the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But so I haven't watched that yet. And so I just feel like, what do I have now? So this is what I do. I stare at the wall, listen to music, put on an Asian horror movie. Yeah. That's it. That's my life. Yeah. That's that's the, the 2020 Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not a bad Groundhog Day. It really isn't, honestly, because Asian yeah. horror films are perfect. Mm-hmm. Stacy, it's all I want to watch still. Still. <laughs> I'm starting to rewatch even some of the ones that we just covered not that long ago. I'm like, it's time for Memento Mori again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect movie, so. I can't stop watching. If I'm not watching, I'll watch a movie for gay lords. Mm -hmm. And then if I watch anything else, I'm just watching Asian horror films. I don't Mm -hmm. know how I went this long without it. It's the greatest thing that's happened in my life. One of my Facebook memories yesterday, I think it was 2008. It said, I'm in the mood for some J-horror. And I was like, the more things change, (laughs) the more they stay the same. And then I deleted that memory because I'm deleting all my memories. Oh, cool. You're like, um, you're like Eternal Sunshine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's been my exciting week, I guess. It's only that I found a reason why I'm not doing anything. Worth talking about. I finally figured it out. So you're saying you had an EM? <laughs> yeah, I EM'd myself. <laughs> and somehow you owe yourself $3,000. <laughs> yeah. When, is, when does the vow come back with Nancy Salzman? Uh, I don't know. Next year, I think. But isn't it, it's also Keith Raniere? That's, I don't want to listen to him talk. They don't need that. They, they need just, that just give me Nancy and Lauren. Just give me the women, that's all. I want to hear what they have to say. Not the person in charge, the misogynist in charge is doing all this. I want to hear from all the other misogynists. Dude, if you're going to put some monster up there, put fucking, put one of the fucking Bronfmans up there. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you sure Gretchen Carlson isn't Nicole Kidman? I mean, I've never seen them in the room together at the same time. That's all I'm saying. So... All right, I'll watch it. Okay, me too. You, conv- <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, we're not here to talk about Nexium. We're not here to talk about Fox News. We're not here to talk about That's So Raven. Well, I reviewed the wrong material, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I've been boning up on the wrong material. <laughs> Not here to talk about the Whispering Corridors series, which is what I've really been mainlining this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Texting Anthony every day saying, you should watch these, you know. And Anthony's like, I know, all I want to do is watch Asian horror, except I'm not going to watch those five movies. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a giant queue. I have a giant queue. I have to watch X-Cross again 25 times. I have to watch Carved Slipmouth Woman 2. I have to watch Sadako 2019, even though I swore that I would never watch another Hideo Nakata or Sadako film. I see. So I say, watch, I say, you should watch these incredibly emotional uh, Good movies of cultural impact, these terribly important films for the new Korean wave, etc., etc., and you say, no, I have to watch Sadako 3D. <laughs> yeah, sometimes... She pops out on the TV. Well, that's a change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. You'll get to them or you won't. Whatever. I will. I will treasure them. I will treasure them forever. I know so you will. That's right. Because I'll text you about it every I, time I watch one. Uh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's good. It made me cry. And I support that. And I'm going to watch them. And then you'll know I did it. <laughs> How exciting. You're welcome. For all of us, including the listeners. All listeners. They're just <laughs> requesting refunds on all their merch. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get a big box of pins in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but today, you're right, Stacy. We are going all the way back to a very familiar year because we covered this year last time. On last yeah. week's episode when we talked about Mortuary. But we're not talking about Mortuary. We're talking about 1983's Amityville 3D today. Yeah, speaking of 3D, right? There's oh. three of the Ds in Amityville. It's terror in three dimensions. It gets you right away when the title 
when the 3D of the title <laughs> like falls over and morphs and starts to come at the screen. Yeah, slowly comes at you. You go, yeah. Oh, the letters are big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I love. I love early 80s 3D movies. The like they're all from like 1983, 82. Well, 83, it, they had to cash in on the number. That's true. And once one of them did it, they all had to do it. Yes. Um, but I just love picking out all the 3D moments. Oh, my God. Because it, I mean, how can you even tell what moments are supposed to be 3D? <laughs> I, when people point at the camera. I know we talked about this probably with Friday the 13th Part 3, but. When they just do something completely unnatural just so they can point at the camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's glorious. It's so beautiful. I love it. I actually... Have you ever seen... You No, you've seen it. Um, The Vincent Price House of Wax. Mm-hmm. Which was 3D. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole movie... It's actually... I mean, it's an incredible film. And it's fantastic and gorgeous and uh, spooky and grim. But for being 3D, there's only one sequence. Like, the director did, according to Victoria Price when I had her at the Hollywood, the director was an artist and didn't want to be gimmicky, but the studio wanted the 3D. So there's no 3D gimmicks in the movie except one scene in the middle where there's, like, a carnival or street barker outside or street performer, and he's like, look at this yo-yo! And the yo-yo's just, like, (laughs) right in the camera's eye. But besides that, and I just, I love that that's still how people do it in these films. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like in this, even when it's not, even you think the 3D should be used to be scary. Like in Friday the 13th, you get like a harpoon or something flying at you, you know? Right. But in in this, you get like, oh no, they're holding a boom mic by my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you want a pencil? <laughs> Oh, incredible. <laughs> this movie, look, okay. You had part one, we all know about part one. You had part two, which was the prequel that talked about the DeFeo murders. Yes. You had part three. Part four is where they start getting into the cursed objects idea, as we all know what happens in Amityville 4 with the possessed floor <laughs> lamp. I need to see it so bad. Yeah, you do. Amityville 3 doesn't need to exist. It it is a pointless film. It's basically Amityville again, but worse <laughs> with some shitty three D. Where maybe no one arguably lives in the house. They, they <laughs> yeah. just maybe have a bed there and occasionally come to visit. <laughs> yeah, they just stop by the house sometimes. Yeah, it's just a, a whole sequences of people stopping by a house. Yeah, and, and then it. you finally get to the end. Like I'm, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I'm not hating this, but I don't know if I'd go so far as to say I'm actually and en- actively enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. Yazang! In like the last five minutes, I say this is a what I've been waiting for, and it and becomes perfect. It becomes absolutely perfect for five minutes. The house explodes sixteen times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George Lucas managed that. Yeah, <laughs> there's the, I, the Death Star <laughs> ring around it. <laughs> I counted them. I re- after it kept going, I was like, <laughs> "What in the world?" So I rewound it. 16 times it explodes. I don't know if we're supposed to infer that it's actually exploding 16 times or they're just showing the same explosion several times. But there are 16 explosions. There's a housefly that is purple like Jody the pig. Yeah. And you say, huh? It's the same fly. They show that fly like twice earlier in the film, doing the up close 3D, and it's literally just like birdemic clip art, like right in front of it's, your face. It's really bad. But for some reason, in the end, after it's ex- after the fly has exploded 16 times, why is it neon pink? <laughs> it, this this movie. I mean, I can't really think of a clever title, but it should be called like Amityville Flies because it's just house flies. Like that's the big terror of this movie is just there's flies. And granted, it's really nauseating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it's just like that whole thing from the first movie with the flies with Rod Steiger. And when this fired up and they showed the Amityville house and the famous windows and all that, I was I said to myself in my brain, I said, ooh, I f- do feel like Rod Steiger right now, except instead of being covered in flies, I'm covered in warm Amityville feelings. And then just... <laughs> My my notes um, start with, man, I love Amityville, even though it's so dumb. And yeah. then the notes turn into, like, by the halfway point, in all caps, what is even happening? Like, yeah. It's just so bad. I have flies, <laughs> flies, death by flies, gross, mostly flies, flies, purple fly. 16 explosions. <laughs> my, um, my, my, my fly section of my notes reads, 3D flies. Flies? <laughs> flying, flying mold? They look like tiny duty. <laughs> and then, oh, and then, wait, she's dead now? <laughs> I can't believe she's dead. This is the one that you've all been waiting for, the movie starring Laurie Laughlin of television's Full House and also of Jail. <laughs> and Meg Ryan. And you know what I realized? I said to myself, it's it's very strange watching this movie because like Laurie Laughlin looks like a teenage Laurie Laughlin. Meg Ryan looks like Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is absolutely herself in this movie. She's just herself in this movie. And so obviously she was born 42 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And just stayed 42. But here's the thing. I did do some internet hacking while I was watching this. Oh, Google. I am DB. Thank you. Oh, okay. But you had your fingers on. I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I realized, and this is going to maybe outrage some, maybe you're going to say, you don't deserve to have a podcast or a blog. But I came to realize after looking through her resume, this is literally the only Meg Ryan movie I've ever seen. What? Yeah. Really? She is so uh, huge in pop culture and was such a superstar for so long. I'm like, surely I've seen things. But then I look at the stuff she was making and I'm like, well, of course I haven't seen it. What am I going to do? Sit down and watch Sleepless in Seattle? I guess that's the thing is she like almost exclusively did romantic comedies. And why would you watch those? I'm not into romantic comedies. And that was pretty much her bread and butter. She what? Harry Met Sally, Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail. Uh, well, Hugh, you got Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman one. Oh, Hugh Jackman time travel romance. Sure. Where he's like, I'm a slave owner. And she's like, I love you. <laughs> I always wanted to see In the Cut or whatever that movie was. Like the thriller one that she, I don't know if it's any good. That's but the one like, where she had the long hair and the bangs. I think so. And she did a nude scene and then her career was killed. Oh. I read an I read an article. Oh, it was in a feminist book. No, I think it was in The Art of Cruelty by Maggie Nelson. I think she talks about that and how the film like humiliates Meg Ryan and is uh it destroyed her oh. career. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be a good thriller. See, I don't know anything about well, it. Well, maybe it I... is good. Maybe it was the reception. I don't know. Mm, okay. But, but yeah, I was like this is literally the only thing I've actually seen wow. of hers. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's so weird that she was like, I mean, what all of her, her movies were opposite Tom Hanks, too, who was like the two of them were just as big of stars at the time. Yeah. But he's still around. But where did she go? I don't know. She went and she gave birth to Jack Quaid. I see. Who's so weird looking. Okay. <laughs> I don't know him. So. He was the guy, remember in Tragedy Girls, the like... 50-year-old high school student that they had a crush on. Oh. Huh. Okay. That's him. And he's he's in everything now. He's in the new Scream, which Kevin Williamson just announced is called Scream, even though they announced it was called Scream in September. Why do they keep doing this? Why, if it's, if it's a sequel and not, I don't even care if it's like a rebooty sequel. <laughs> you know, if it's a sequel and not a remake, then don't give it the title of the original film. Stacy, don't you see? This time they can say, someone took their love of reboots one step too far. Don't irritate me. (laughs) (laughs) 
scream. <laughs> Don't call it scream. Like, what is so bad about... I mean, yes, we made a joke about five cream, obviously. But what is wrong with scream five? That's what it is should this, be called. Do they think audience... I mean, maybe the assumption is that audiences are like, well, I haven't seen the other four, so... It didn't stop me from seeing Children of the Corn 666. I said, I don't have time to watch 665 movies, but I'm just going to start with 666 and see where I get. Listen, okay... However, the Children of the Corn remake by Kurt Wimmer, which I am fucking dying to see for some Mm -hmm. insane reason, that only played in two movie theaters in Florida on one night in October. (laughs) (laughs) It was alleged to be a remake. It's actually been revealed as a prequel, but it's also just called Children of the Corn. So, I mean, they're committing the same sin. However, it's much lower grade. Scream, just call it Scream 5. Just call it Scream 5. I'll call it 5 Cream. I mean, yeah, they should call it Five Cream. But anyway. But, I mean, or call it S- Screamzy or whatever. Like, something. <laughs> <laughs> but don't just give it the same title because then I'm expecting a remake, but it's a sequel. Yeah. When they were going to do, when they were going to do the Alien 5 sequel, direct sequel to Aliens, they weren't going to call it Aliens. Or Alien. They were going to call it Alien 5. Because they had self-respect. That's what we've lost as a culture. I mean, they were going to call that urban remake Aliens, but that was going to end with a Z. (laughs) Was that really a thing? No! (laughs) I was so excited! (laughs) They should have an Alien in the City one, though. Because, I mean, let's be real. Predator 2 was great. (laughs) I didn't see it. It's terrible, but it's Danny Glover chasing the predator around the city. It's great. Have I seen anything? Any predators? I've seen the first predator. I know that. I just, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like you've never seen anything. Sometimes it feels like I've never seen anything. This is the thing. We both have our gaps. Yeah. You know, I have most culture as a gap. You have Meg Ryan. (laughs) And then we both have our shared gap of when Meg Ryan played Predator, which was spectacular. (laughs) She rips Tom Cruise's head off with the spine. I would have seen that. Yeah, that would be That I would have seen. But no, here she's some teenage girl. I don't even know her name. Whatever. Somebody gets divorced. (laughs) They... My name is Lisa. <laughs> All right. Tony Roberts, who I only know him from Annie Hall. Oh, he's he awful. Was, um, Not the most compelling leading man, especially when you're coming off of James Brolin. Excuse me. The babeliest babe in the fucking universe. You have James Brolin and Margot Kidder in this one, and the first one. In this one, we have Tony Roberts and Tess Harper, which no offense to Tess Harper, but my God, she's awful in this movie. However, we know the true star of this film is one Candy Clark. You know what? She overacts <laughs> in every single scene. <laughs> when she leaves the house. It's so delightful. No! She's just freaking out. When it's like the house gets cold, because you know how evil places get cold, and she's just like, <laughs> like full body convulsions. It's she's truly delightful in this, and then they kill her off, which I found very what? insulting because she knew the truth. She's the co-lead. Yeah. Until that point, mm-hmm. she's the only one working to solve the fucking mystery. Mm-hmm. She's doing investigative photo developing. <laughs> yeah. And then she gets like, a, actually a really brutal death that I thought was very uncalled for and shocking. And not in it's... like the good way. I was upset. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, she takes some pictures in the house when they're like the whole thing is Tony Roberts and oh, Candy right. Clark. They're like paranormal debunkers. And so they go to the Amityville house, and there's a fake seance, and they're like, ha-ha, we got you. <laughs> and it seems like it's making some statement about the Warrens, right? Yeah, yeah, and that psychic, so they, like, they like poop on that psychic, and they're like, ha-ha, it's not real, and she spits on them, and it's yeah. cool. And you're like, yeah, stick it to the spiritualist grifters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the realtor is trying to, he can't give this house away because of the history of it. And Tony Roberts is like, I'll take it, it's cheap. So he moves in because he's getting a divorce from Tess Harper. 
And uh, he and Candy Clark, Melanie, uh, work for a magazine, which is like, okay, fiction. (laughs) First of all, this is what you do for a living, is you work for a magazine about paranormal debunking? Yeah, skeptic reveal magazine. Yeah. So she has taken some pictures of the realtor. Um, I don't know why she was doing that. It seemed like... She goes nuts with that camera. <laughs> she really does. Like, she just starts taking pictures, and then she doesn't stop. They go outside, she's still taking pictures from the, <laughs> the windows. <laughs> yeah, like, behind a, a railing. It's like, these are gonna be the worst pictures ever. But she gets them developed, and his face is all... The realtor's face is all fucked up like the ring or something, Like you know? pizza. Or like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's uh, a fucking yeah. pizza. <laughs> and then he dies by houseflies, <laughs> and it is really gross. It's yeah, it's gnarly. So from that point on, you know, Candy Clark is she thinks there's really something going on in the house, and eventually, like, she keeps blowing up the realtor's face as she develops these pictures <laughs> to get a closer look. <laughs> oh my god! And see, that was a delight also. And then at one point she gets out her oversized magnifying glass and she's looking at the picture and there's a tiny demon face <laughs> in the picture and I had that reaction that you just had. It is beautiful. I screamed. I liked to imagine that this is a shared universe crossover and that's the same camera goblin from Mother of Tears. (laughs) Oh, dare to dream. Oh. So she knows the truth. She's driving to, I don't know, tell Tony Roberts about this demon face. And then it's like final destination all of a sudden. Like she can't control her car. She's like, like Candy (laughs) Clark patented overacting. Crashes into a truck with a bunch of poles on the back. The pole comes through the windshield and you say to yourself, whoa, this is almost just like the descent. But it misses her. It's on the other side. Then her special uh, briefcase full of photos catches on fire. She can't get out of the car. She dies by fire. And then she's a fucking 3D skeleton. Yeah. With burnt, fleshy skeleton flesh meat. Yeah, it was gnarly. It was so sad and shocking. And I was like, she is my lifeline in this film, besides Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. And now she's dead in the, and halfway through the movie? Yeah. Uh, Lori Laughlin of television's Full House is Tony Roberts' daughter. Meg Ryan is her friend. Meg Ryan is obsessed with the house and the history. They do some stuff. They take a boat out onto the lake. Next thing you know, Lori Laughlin is dead. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was shocking, too. That was really shocking. Why do and- only the women die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Tess Harper is like, she's not dead. I just saw her in the house. And as an audience member, you're thinking, lady, it was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh, I don't know. Then they call in this other guy. The pol- They call in the poltergeist crew. They're like, lo- I don't know, whatever. The problem is in the well in the basement. <laughs> And there's a pool, and then a demon comes out, and then the house explodes 16 times, and then it's over. I bet you anything, This is that's exactly what the script said. <laughs> Honestly. Line for line. Pretty much. The demon that comes out of the well in the basement is pretty bitchin'. The hot tub blowtorch blob man? Yeah, yeah, I loved that. I was like, finally, this is what I've fucking been waiting for this whole time. Give me the goods, baby. Well, because first, for some reason, the Elliot, Mr. Doctor Elliot, who works at Reveal Magazine, but also is versed in the supernatural, even though his job is to debunk stuff, he knows that they need he can tell from his television that he's watching that they need to follow the Lori Laughlin's lilac ectoplasm <laughs> because then if they follow it it will take him to the source of the evil and then he can pull out the source of the evil and stop it and i don't know how he determines this watching a tv i mean he well he's an expert anthony you're not you're right, thank you. I've been telling everybody to listen to experts this week, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. So you're right, I should I should follow my own advice. So yeah. then they do that, and then Hot Tub Blowtorch Blob Man pops out of the well, which yep. is also, at this, it's literally just a hot tub, a haunted hot tub at this point. Mm-hmm. I remember the first movie, I remember, wasn't, there was the, the Red Room, and that's where the gate to hell was. 
Yeah, this time it's just like, oh, it's a well. And oh. <laughs> they just put okay. they put three boards over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you can just move and fall into the abyss into hell. Yeah. Even if it wasn't the, like, mouth to hell, it's pretty unsafe. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's not full of water till the end. Right. I mean, what, do we need another baby Jessica? No. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, those con artists, they were trying to get any money they could. So That's maybe true. they were hoping some baby Jessica fell in there. <laughs> true. Yeah. It's so, this movie is so fucking bizarre. It's really bizarre. It's really pointless. Like I said, it's, you know, the last one where they try to do something with the actual house. And then, you know, in part four, there's a yard sale, I guess, in the rubble. <laughs> yeah, did they just pick up everything that <laughs> flew out of the windows when it exploded? Yeah, everything that didn't explode, I guess, they, they grabbed for the yard sale. <laughs> Which is also impressive because the house goes virtually unfurnished this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a family moving in. Yeah. It's just a guy lives there sometimes, and it's empty. Yeah. It's uh, not a good movie. <laughs> no. Um, is it fun? I don't know. The last five minutes are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little demon face in the photograph is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one shot, you can see that they have an avocado-colored phone, which I enjoyed. Oh. I liked when you could see... Um, Susan Lori Laughlin's cat art in her room mm-hmm, on her mm-hmm. easel. She was busy working on a, a, a plein air cat study. <laughs> yeah, I, do like, I hope that's a pull quote for when they put it out on Blu-ray next time. <laughs> in one scene, you could see they had a phone. <laughs> Gaylords of Darkness. There's also a swordfish on a string. Don't knock it. I really wanted Tess Harper to get the swordfish like through the face. I know. But no, she and Tony Roberts live and you say to yourself, this is not going to like, don't try to tell me this is going to get them back together. Oh, was that the point? I hope not. Is it that they're supposed to like each other now? I hope not. It goes so many weird places. Like after Lori Laughlin dies for no reason and then Meg Ryan never comes back. And then Tess Harp, like he's just like, he, like Tony Roberts for one thing, he's terrible in this movie. And he also... His only character trait is that because he works for Skeptic Magazine, he is the most hardened skeptic ever. Mm -hmm. Meaning, he's not even a skeptic. He doesn't even debunk stuff. He just doesn't listen to any women in his life ever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he just refuses to listen. Yeah, his wife's like, the house is haunted. And he's like, shut up, you're my ex-wife. And then Melanie's like, the house is haunted. And she explodes. And he's like, nothing happened. And then his daughter dies. And he's like, well, I'm gonna sit on the couch now. Like, he'll never accept it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tess Harper is like making sandwiches for her dead ghost daughter in the kitchen that's exploded. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. And did you say to yourself, is Tony Roberts just a little miniature Ron Perlman? Kind of. That's exactly what Jason asked right when we first saw him. <laughs> but Ron I Perlman's mean, endearing, and I love him. Sure. He's got a personality. Yes. At least in this, Tony Roberts has no personality. Um, not a compelling <laughs> leading man. At least there's that. You know. It's just, uh, I don't know. I say Amityville if, or Lori Laughlin or Meg Ryan aficionados only. I agree. I would have to say. So, the movie clearly needed more Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. The movie, who, was it just me, Stacy? Did you get this at all? Mm-hmm. I felt like, I felt like she was Megan from House of the Devil. Mm. like all the way like her personality her jean jacket her first scene in the mall eating pizza her hair you know now that you mention it her name is meg ryan versus megan (laughs) you know i there's some shared dna there you're right it's 1983 wasn't house of the devil set kind of then Mm -hmm. like does ty west love meg ryan in amityville 3d (laughs) He does now. <laughs> it's canon. Yeah, it's canon. Huh. Well, you know what else I learned hmm. when I was hacking my computer phone? 
<laughs> in, in other words, looking shit up on IMDb. Uh-huh. Here's what I learned. And this is, well, in 2003, there was a made-for-TV Fargo movie starring Edie Falco, directed by Kathy Bates. What? Yeah. What? Who knew this? No one did. And then, also, to go further down the Fargo red string, I realized, or learned, I should say, that Officer Lou from Fargo, you know, I'm not 100% sure on your police work there, Lou, her partner. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He was Andy in uh, the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead remake, the guy across the way that was <gasps> shooting everything. What? Mm-hmm. And they kept the little, they, did, they played the game with him? Mm-hmm. What? That was the, her partner from Fargo. Wow. So Amityville 3D is good for something, because now we all know this stuff. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> took away from this movie. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you had time to go- hack. Yeah, hack. Um, thank you. As inspired by this film. And I thought to myself, I mean, there's only one Marge Gunderson for me. And yet, I say, if you have to have the designer imposter Marge Gunderson, you could do worse than Edie Falco. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Those are my thoughts on Amityville 3D. <laughs> you know, I've actually been wanting to watch the Fargo show, too. Um, there's been lots of great actresses that I love on that. And the new season, I think, is like about black lesbians versus the mob. Oh, I don't know. It seems I saw a bit of it when I was in Wyoming, and it seems really cool. Mm. Um, huh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, no. what can you say about Amityville 3D? You know what I mean? It stinks. It's bad. Explosions. House flies. If you're a house fly aficionado, let me tell you, this is the movie for you. Also, <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> I, mean, I love that. The houseflies too. Like, what was the sound that they got for of the buzzing? Like, it's not actually fly. Like, it sounded like it was just someone going, <laughs> and they just filtered it a lot. And there it is. It's terrible. I hate houseflies. I hate them. They're really annoying. They're disgusting. Yeah, they're very upsetting. Um, I have so this is now my first foray into an Amityville besides the first one or the the Ryan Reynolds remake. Really. Yeah, I haven't seen any, 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 any others. Like, well, I saw wow. the documentary, but I haven't seen any others. So so the second one is super gross, right? Because it's just the DeFeo murders. Yeah, sequel. yeah. I suppose people like that one. However, I have a big aversion to Burt Young. <laughs> no offense to any Burt Young fans out oh, there. Oh, it's Burt, Burt Young and not the exploitation of the real life tragedy? Honestly. Uh, Burt Young, like, sweaty in a tank top. No, thanks. Why? I'd rather, I'd rather the house flies. Is he Ronnie DeFeo? Or is he, like, the dad or something? I think he's daddy, I think. Well. Uh, so, no. I have, I don't have a lot of experience with part two. You know how I feel about part four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then it goes haunted objects, right? Then it goes cursed objects, yeah. And the rest of the cursed objects I've only seen, like, maybe once or twice. Okay. But, I mean, they're all terrible. And then from there it goes remake, and then other remake, and then reboot, and then all the cat name, title, and only cash-in knockoffs like Amityville Island. Right, yeah. I think they try to get back to the house with, like, I think the Jennifer Jason Lee one. yeah. Uh, I think they try to make it the house again. I don't know. But that one just looked like it was insidious. Yeah. But not. And then it was on the shelf for like five years and then it came out. And then I don't know a single person that ever saw it. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. Amityville. What a crock. <laughs> <laughs> I love Amityville though. I do. It, uh, like I said at the beginning, I, I had some feelings. Just because that's Amityville is so ingrained. In my brain, uh, you know, from youth. How can you not see those eye-looking windows Yeah, and not feel something? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. Well, Meg Ryan and Candy Clark deserve more. They sure do. Uh, there you go. 
What an incredible episode this has been also. We need to watch like a good movie with stuff to talk about rather than just regurgitate the plot over two minutes. I hope y'all are ready for some more Asian invasion. <laughs> Stacy. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Are you ready to crawl into crawl out of that hot tub well and uh, sassy on over, follow that lilac <laughs> ectoplasm, and place your head on the chopping block? Sure. You know, at one point in Amityville, I wrote that I did write this down too. Somebody said, "There's activity in the basement," and I said, "There sure is." The only. <laughs> <laughs> The only quote I wrote down was, did you know you could have sex with a ghost? <laughs> Meg Ryan. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Chopping Black. We could play. Okay. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, last time you went first. Did I? You did. You won the 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 Gudetama coin uh, pin flip. Oh right, right, right. So that means you answer first this that time. That means I'm up. That means I'm up first. How I, does this game work? I don't know how it works. You tell me. <laughs> oh no. Um. Well, one of us places our head on the chopping block. The other one presents the 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 uh, the soon to be executioned with three categories to choose from, of which there are five questions. You pick your category. You get asked five questions. You have ten seconds to answer the question, uh, unless you call out, "I want the wig," in which. The wig from Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 <laughs> film Halloween 2 descends onto your head and confuses the heads they are non-binary executioner. Um, it gives you 10 more seconds. It gives you 10 more seconds. Wait, is there more? <laughs> and then if you time runs out or you get the question wrong, you die because yeah. your head gets cut off. Yeah, and then you can't do the game anymore. Right. So who who answers first? You? Me. You, I have me. What do I? Me's. I I have no new categories for you, but <gasps> I do have new questions in an old category. Oh. So we'll see. But I've got some oldies here because I was like, why am I going to come up? I have all these unused categories. Uh, Jason was like, why are you constantly making new categories? You have so many categories. And I was like, well, Stacey always is making new ones, so I feel like I have to make new ones. We have 10,000 categories at this point. Yeah, so I was like, all right, let's use some of these old ones. Okay, I'm so, supporting this. your choices are Slasher in the House, which is about, you give me the title of a slasher movie that takes place largely uh, in a house. Oh, great. Uh, category two. Slice me off a piece of that beefcake. <laughs> These are beefcake-related questions. <clears throat> Period. Um, <laughs> oh, I was so, I was, <laughs> felt so much anticipation. Yeah, yeah. And category three, the one with the new questions for an old category, is if I could be her for just one day, where I give you two movie titles, you tell me the character name. That is in both movies, remember? So it's like, oh, yes. Friday, Friday the 13th and Jaws. Oh, um, R- R- Rebecca. <laughs> Why is Rebecca always my go-to? <laughs> and that would be like each of those movies has a character named Rebecca, right? Yeah, she's the dearest doll in both of those films. Right. However, just to cut you off at the pass... You can't name two movies from the same series, okay? That's not the way this works. So you can't say, oh, Lori is in Halloween and Halloween H4O. God damn it! No remakes, none of that, all right? So your categories are Slasher in the House, Slice Me Off a Piece of That Beef Kick, (laughs) and If I Could Be Her for Just One Day. (laughs) You know what? I know exactly what I'm... Uh, walking right into. Please, if you will, slice me off a piece of that beefcake. <gasps> Finally! I know! I'll bet you're gonna get all of these because you're horny for those men. I am. 
that uh, you cakes. were so wrong in thinking I'll win ever. But. Oh no, you're gonna, you'll get these. I bet you will. Okay. I, I, I have faith. Wait, do I need the actor? In it? How do I do this? Is it an actor? Is it the character? Maybe, maybe, maybe. You'll have to see. You'll have to answer the questions I ask. I will say it's not all the same thing. It's not like always giving me an actor name or whatever. Sometimes oh, okay. it's a movie name. Sometimes it's an actor name. Sometimes it's this, that, and the other thing. You'll see. Okay. I'll follow. I'll, I'll listen. All right. Ten seconds. <laughs> Here we go. Slice me off a piece of that beefcake. Beefcake number one. <laughs> In the legacy, Sam Elliott has a mustache. In Frogs... He does not. Sam Elliott, with or without mustache? Both. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There was no way to get that wrong. That's an impossible question to answer, honestly. It really is. Personally, personally, I would say with a mustache. But that's just me. That's just me. I like that. I think that's kind of shocking from you. Yeah. Maybe Cause... I'm just used to the mustache. Plus the legacy I love. It's so good. It's so good. I would just think as a lesbian, you wouldn't want the mustache. Well, on my Sam Elliott, I do. Yeah. I guess as a lesbian, you also wouldn't want the man. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I'm, just lo- I'm just looking at him, so... <laughs> I'm not doing anything with it. There's no activity in the basement with me and Sam Elliott, all right? The hot tub is not bubbling. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sam Elliott, okay? Aww. <laughs> Catherine Ross is like, that's right, bitch. <laughs> okay, beefcake number two. Late out actor Tom McBride portrayed wheelchair-bound hunk Mark in Friday the 13th Part 2. How does Mark die? He uh, gets macheted and thrown down the stairs. You're right. Ding, 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 ding. And it's a, an American tragedy because he is the babeliest babe in the history of babes, especially in Friday the 13th. Oh, he's the number one Friday the 13th beefcake, right? I mean, besides Ginny. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, dude cake. It's him and then just beyond, just just past him is um, Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. also in part two. Yeah. Part two part is two. a sexy movie. Part two is the the most babeful yeah, of the Fridays. I mean, I Mrs. Think. Voorhees is tan mom. Like, oh. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Slice me off a piece of that. Uh, Crazy Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Ralph. All right. Beefcake number three. Oh. The keychain pocket sex goblin killer of Slumber Party Massacre 2 <laughs> loves, to, loves to dazzle his victims with a song. What is the name of his big musical number? Oh, shit tits! Um, I want the wig. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, um, ham noodles. No, sexy ham. Hammy, ham, break me off of my, moons over my hammy. (laughs) (laughs) By Denny's. The breakfast Denny's. Wow, somehow you got it right. (laughs) What's What's the song? The song is called Let's Buzz. God damn. Damn it! I should have thought it's going to be about his drill. Yeah, let's buzz. Shockingly, not named after a menu item at Denny's. Listeners don't understand. Sometimes when the clock is ticking, you can only see the Denny's menu. That's right. Your brain knows just how to help. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you did a good job. That was a good question. It's, see, now that's called trivia, right? Listen, he, you named three of my all-time beefcakiest babes. All, all the other beefcakes also, you would have said, oh, your heart would have fluttered. Oh, that tiny little polypocalyptic goblin is just. <laughs> yeah. He's a hunk. Oh, I love him. Good category. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought I'd mix it up, not just say, give me the movie title, you know? 
I like that. I like that. I do that in one of these, in one of your upcoming categories. (laughs) I have two new categories for you. Excellent. And then one one retread. Um, Okay. Your first new category is Over the River and Through the Woods. And yes, these are horror movies about grandmothers or featuring grandmothers. Oh yeah! I know we are grandma stands here in Stately Gaylord's Manor, so I thought let's let's uh, let's uh, pay tribute to grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, category two is three dimensions of fear. Oh. These are all about in celebration and commemoration of today's bad movie and its horrible attempts at three D. These are questions. Built all around 3D movies, um, mm. horror films, and they follow more like that that last format where they uh, they're not necessarily naming the movie; they're kind of just trivia and stuff around those films. Okay. And then your last category, coming back, blasting back from the past, is subtitles. I don't come to movies to read, which are not about subtitles themselves, but are about the um, qualifying subtitle to a film so if like you name the movie's full title like if i say freddy's dead you say the final nightmare i see. so your categories so the, once well yeah so the category name has nothing to do with the categories what you're saying no i followed the <laughs> stacy ponder um rule book <laughs> what my category names always have to do don't they no your tagline one was not oh, yeah. about taglines well, it was, but it was wrong. Okay. And I said, if she can say subtitles, then I can use a homonym. So, Fair. Not a homonym. Fair. Um, so, okay, your categories once again are Over the River and Through the Woods, Three Dimensions of Fear, or Subtitles, I Don't Come to Movies to Read. Well, I mean, my heart belongs to Grandma, but... <laughs> Which was your hit single. <laughs> My heart belongs to Grandma. And your baby Jane. Gets- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just last year. That wasn't, uh... <laughs> yeah, when you put on your pageant. Yeah, check me out on SoundCloud. <laughs> your recital pageant. I was so proud. You had that big lolly in your wig. I'm giving some real Louise Lasser in Blood Rage vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as my hit song intimates, my heart does belong to Grandma. However, I feel that I should do the 3D one because we are having a 3D day. Hell yes! Well then, three dimensions of fear it is. I don't feel confident, but that's okay because... Neither did, uh, never mind. Go ahead. Lori Laughlin and her daughter's ability to go to college. (laughs) I hope she comes, I hope she comes out with a teardrop tattoo. Oh, that would be wicked. I'd have to stay in. Listen, I would watch Fuller House if that happened. Oh, absolutely. You're like, Aunt Becky? (laughs) There's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) I'm out of here, dude. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready, Stacey? Sure. Three Dimensions of Fear. Question one. This film relies on a yo-yo, popcorn... And a harpoon as some of its 3D gimmicks. Friday the 13th part 3D. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, did I reference that earlier in the episode? Sure, it's an easy one. First question. Okay, second question. (laughs) Ever the faithful adapter of source material, Dario Argento's Dracula 3D for some reason features what giant size CGI creature? Oh, that praying mantis. Ding, 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 ding. What is is that? <laughs> I still don't understand it. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a Dracula scholar. So is there some weird passage in Dracula, like the, the book where Jonathan is like, I thought I saw a praying mantis. <laughs> I'm like, happy you asked this because I am a Dracula scholar. And no. Okay. The only thing I can think is like, maybe because Renfield ate bugs. Mm. Argento was like, you know, and put a big bug in it. It's a green one with the hand claws. Everybody knows when you eat too many bugs, you start hallucinating big bugs. 
Ozzy's just like, what? What am I doing? My dad's a filmmaker. <laughs> Take off all my clothes. Okay, dad. Okay, dad. <laughs> just like I'm 16 again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sad because it's true. Um, <sighs> question three. I forgot um, that was in three day. That movie. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I tried to forget the movie as a whole. <laughs> Another one you might forget was in 3D. Question three. The last 10 minutes of Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare feature 3D. The film also features a cameo from what Nightmare on Elm Street actor credited here as Oprah Noodle Mantra? Wait, what? I'll re-ask the question. (laughs) I heard was a bunch of words. I'm like, Oprah Noodle Monster? (laughs) What? (laughs) No idea. There are not enough wigs in the world to help me. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm going to rephrase the question. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare features a cameo from what original Nightmare on Elm Street actor? And yes, for the purposes of the film credits, they were credited as Oprah Noodle Mantra. Clock starts now. It must be Johnny Depp. Only he would do something that's stupid. You're right, Ding <laughs> Jeez, okay. Whew. He does the, this is your brain on drugs ad, and then Freddy comes into it. I see. And then he punches Amber Heard in the face. Yeah, he and punches everybody's Amber like, Amber's a bitch! What a fucking bitch, Dyke! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm glad she cut off his ear or whatever. <laughs> I said it. I calls it like I sees it. Put me on... Nicole Kidman, Fox News Hour. <laughs> Honestly, he's the worst. It's just so funny that, like, the, the narrative is so against her, even though, like, his lawsuit, just he just lost a lawsuit about it, all this kind of stuff, and everybody's still like, we don't want her in Aquaman! <laughs> Sign the petition! No Amber Heard in Aquaman too. Well, at the very least, he got fired from the um, Harry Potter movie. He walked away. Well, that's what they're saying. Mm. I'm just surprised. I'm like, how is that the controversy? Like, but you're still fine with J.K. Rowling making all the money and writing it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess uh, we're maybe some shit out collectively. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's fun. Um, question four. No four. Yes, yeah. we are on four. You got it. Oh, okay, okay Stacey. It's heating okay. up. It's yeah, I'm heating pumped. Up. I still got a wig in reserve. It's, yes, you do. Question wig in four. reserve. <laughs> That's my second hit album. It was. That's when you went country. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Question four. Which of the following is the town's name oh, in my bloody Valentine 3D? Oh, is it Valentine's Bluffs, Harmony, or Cupid's Cove? Oh, shit. Fuck you. Well, I know it's <clears throat> Valentine's Bluffs in the original, which means it's probably not in the remake. Fuck up with the wig. Um, Harmony seems so simple. Oh, no! <clears throat> Harmony. It better not be. Ding, okay. ding, 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 ding. You got it! That's fucked up, isn't it? That's so stupid. I didn't even know that it wasn't Valentine's Bluffs. I, yeah. So when I, I put, only knew because I figured if it was the same, you might not have made the question about it. it yes. I mean, but it you could have just been a violent too. trick question. Yeah. I like Cupid's Cove. I'd watch that TV movie. That sounds like a, that sounds like a CW show. Cupid's Cove. This Did week you, on Cupid's Cove. Did you see what Becky was wearing? Becky, huh? <laughs> yeah. And she's also known as Rebecca. <laughs> and she's also in Jaws 3D. <laughs> <laughs> and Amityville. Um, All right. Stacy, you have made it to question five. Okay, I've used up my wig power. You've used up your wig. Okay, now get your thinking cap on because question five. In Final Destination 5, which you oh, just no. watched. Really? The film's ending 
reveals, spoiler alert audience, that it's actually a prequel to the original movie. Meaning Final Destination 5 is set in what year? Two thousand. <gasps> bing, 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 We have a winner! <sighs> Stacy Ponder. This is so unexpected. I don't know. I don't have anything prepared. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> Miss Chopping Block. I kept waiting for a question about Demi Moore in the 3D film Parasite. Oh, I haven't and even the question, seen that. And the question never came. Well, that will be in the next iteration of this category. Oh. You did I'd like it. To, I'd like to thank Rebecca. <laughs> As like the head puts a little sash and a tear on you. <laughs> I'd like to thank that wig. <laughs> I'd like to thank all the listeners who were cheering me on. I'm sure of it. <laughs> if any of them are left. Yeah. If anybody's still listening. <laughs> they smashed their phones and iPods. <laughs> you know, all those housefly aficionados have logged off already. <laughs> or they're choking on houseflies. <laughs> yeah. Wow, good job. Thanks. You did it. I I did it. You did it. The Final Destination 5 one was hard, I thought. Yeah. Because you can know what year Final Destination came out, maybe. I never know if it was 98 or 2001. I knew it was somewhere in between there. Yeah. But as a prequel, it could have been 99. Well, it must have been close, because everything takes place in a pretty short amount of time. Yeah, because it does lead right up to the first scene. Yeah. Um... Yeah, which I thought was cool. It is cool. I liked that. Woo! Oh, wow. 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 What a chopping block. Whew. There's activity in the basement now. <laughs> Little blob man's <laughs> bubbling over down there. Blob man's waving hello. <laughs> Take me to college, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, another incredible episode. I expect our Peabody Awards will be arriving in the mail any day now. Any day. Um, I don't know. We'll be back next week. Yeah. With with more scintillating uh, content. Absolutely scintillating. The most scintillating. (laughs) In the meantime... You can find all our stuff at gaylordsofdarkness.com. All of our social medias, all the old episodes. If if we ever had a good episode, you could say, well, their new ones are terrible. But let me go back in time <laughs> <laughs> to one that was okay. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I'll just be staring at the wall. Yeah. Or or watching Whispering Corridors movies. You Anthony won't. will be answering my texts about these movies. And I'll sing, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I know. And we will not be celebrating Thanksgiving, let alone mm. no. driving or traveling anywhere to do so. Right. Uh, and if you're listening to this, driving home for Thanksgiving or flying on an airplane, I want you to know... Um, that's irresponsible. Yeah. And I hope you got your flu shot. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. But because it is Thanksgiving, this is also a great week to watch Blood Rage. So once again, Louis Lasser for life. That's true. That's true. I don't know what I'm going to do for Thanksgiving. Why do I say I don't know what I'm going to do for Thanksgiving? Guess I do. You're going to put on the music and stare at the wall. (laughs) Yeah, just maybe there'll be some pumpkin pie involved. Yeah. We can think about Jackie, our queen. Yes, our turkey of darkness. If you saw her on our, she's on our website, and Anthony posted her on our socials. We adopted a turkey named Jackie. <laughs> it's, it's just missed completely us. <laughs> we adopted her from Farm Sanctuary. She's beautiful. She is gorgeous. I also adopt. I have another daughter. Her name is Sandy. She's nicknamed the sweetheart her favorite activity is listening to music in the barn oh sandy when i say that's how i like mother like daughter yep oh and she stares at the wall <laughs> she also stares blankly at the wall and goes, <laughs> 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 yep. 
<laughs> so uh, if you'd like to adopt a turkey, you can go to check out Farm Sanctuary. It's all Stacey, tur- survivor turkeys. They're rescues, thank you. And then oh. you say, I adopted a rescue. <laughs> and then you flip your bang. Those bitches have been through it when you read their stories. They have. It's actually traumatic and awful. Yeah. Um. So that actually, that is a great alternative to se- to marking Thanksgiving or traveling to celebrate Thanksgiving. I hope you all are in your homes. Um. But that's a great alternative to Thanksgiving is going to farmsanctuary.org and adopting a beautiful, perfect turkey like Jackie the Queen. Mm-hmm. Or Sandy the sweetheart. Or Sandy the sweetheart. Until she puts on that leather jacket and starts smoking, and then you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Then she's bad. Sandy, Sandy. Sandy. What happened? Have you ever seen a turkey in stilettos? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, stud. <laughs> it's so unfeminist, but it also is feminist, and I love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, I have seen Greece. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, of all the things I haven't seen, would you think that Greece is a thing I have seen? Because Olivia Newton-John is so fucking cool in her that's leather true. at the end, I, I would mean, think so, yes. And true. Stalker Channing is yeah. amazing in it. Absolutely. But that is shocking, because I know you don't like a musical. I like a couple of them. Well, you like the good one. I like the good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Jesus Christ Superstar. I love the lure. Oh, the lure is perfect. Yeah, I'm just not a big musicals fan, I guess. You know, that should have been on my top 20, my faves, but I was like, I was like not considering it horror in that moment. And now I hate yeah. myself. Well, you know, in five years when you submit another top 20 to Final Girls Shocktober reader favorite listorama, <laughs> maybe it'll be on your list. Maybe it won't. Who can say? Not me. Tune in five years from now. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to press stop. Please. (laughs) Wow. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gator!